and Matt. We're an interracial couple with two kids wanting to do something that highlights the power of friendship and what it means to be in the company of true friends. We're going to move our society away and out of the loneliness epidemic and into a friendlier, happier world. Welcome to our friendly world. Better, stronger, together. Okay, we're recording. Hello. Hi, friends. Hello. Why do you smile all of a sudden? You weren't smiling right before we recorded. <laughs> now you're like all chipper. Hello. Hello. So you don't have a smile for me, but... Hey, Oh look, my gosh. This is my phone voice, okay? You know what? I'm sorry. I just acted like the family I was born into. <gasps> you know, like sometimes you just, you think you're above it and you're not going to act like certain people that were not good. Oh and no you no catch no! I, yourself. I show my butt all the time. I just I bet, I, that worries me. Like, in what ways am I <laughs> like the terrible people that raised me? <laughs> in what ways am I not aware of that I act like them? I just did it to you right now. And, I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh my god! And gee, for me, I just like certain things cut into pies. <laughs> I don't understand what you're talking about. TM. That's like the only family tradition oh, I think Lord. I've got. Yeah. Every time I bake, you know, I'm a baker. I used to be a professional baker. Matt makes me. Yep. Only for pies. Put the initials TM in the pie. Well, yeah. Because it's an Anderson tradition. Right. It, it lets you know what kind of pie it is. I mean, unless it's like lemon meringue and then you kind of know, but like. And it stands for tis mint. No, no, no. Hold on. It depends. Mince, no, no, no. It depends. And this would be a Christmas time tradition. So you cut TM into the pie to let people know it either taint mints or that it tis mints. TM. So every time Although I have I've never to put had that a mince in there. pie, mince meat pie ever. And I don't know why it makes me angry when I do that. Why? Why? I don't know. I, I, I just have an aversion to doing that, but I do it anyway. Well, and I put so much love in everything that I bake until it gets to that part. <laughs> and I have to really restrain myself and like get into a happy place and with a sharp knife carve the initials TM. You can do it with just a fork, just the tines of a fork, too, you know. Thanks, honey. Yeah, no worries. So anyway, good morning, good Hello. evening. Hello, friends. All right, I have a nugget of wisdom to start off with. Is everyone ready? I have a few. And I want, I kind of want all the nuggets of wisdom to come from Santa Monica so I can spread the seeds of amazingness that came out of this amazing mentor that was a city the city that was a mentor i don't know if you've all heard but i used to communicate with my next door neighbor on the left through the bathroom pipes we would go in the bathroom and just like how i'm talking to you we would have conversations you could hear everything it was also a revolving door and most of the time it was women living next door it was a revolving door of neighbors like they would move in and out and i was obviously if you ever listened to the first show, show the mentor i ended up staying for 12 years and so we would talk through the bathroom pipes every morning and it was really funny when my friends would bring a boyfriend over for the first time and if they had the misfortune of using the bathroom <laughs> for the first time and all of a sudden they hear my voice saying hey good morning how you doing and I could hear every single time with so many 
men it, this happened with the trickling stop or <laughs> the to, trickling to, to, to they stop they weren't washing their hands folks to stop the stream <laughs> and then I would start laughing it, anyway it was um, it was a it was a show every day in that neighborhood do you think they were like looking around the place for like an anthropomorphized like spider or fly or something going is is is, was, is there an animated character in here with me i could hear their confusion and one of those boyfriends turned out to be someone very famous very very famous and i could tell like he's like how dare you talk to me <laughs> Actually, he wasn't like that. He was so cool. But anyway, that was our first introduction together was through the bathroom pipes. Anyway, so I had conversations with my neighbor. And, you know, we would wake up in the morning. And if neither one of us were working a job job, we'd say, hey, have you eaten yet? Do you think we can go out to breakfast? Let's go to the omelet parlor. Okay, let's go. Okay. I, I think I can put together a few bucks you know let's let's go you know that was pretty much the conversation and I was telling another friend who didn't live in that particular building but she was in the neighborhood mm-hmm. I was telling her about the, the bathroom and she said oh my god I also have a bathroom situation <laughs> <laughs> a bathroom situation <laughs> and hers is awesome and So these are the nuggets of wisdom that change your life, right? They're very simple, but if you pay attention to the nuggets of wisdom, it will rock your world in such a good way. So today's nugget of wisdom is this. My friend who didn't live in this building, she said, every time I go to the bathroom in the morning, I seem to go to the bathroom the same time my neighbor does. And he, I can see him in my mind's eye at no hold on it's not gross stop dirty dirty mind i'm not dirty mind i'm just like never mind well like she pictured him at in front of the mirror and here's what he would shout over and over again like a mantra like loud and shout it out loud proud over and over again he would say Hallelujah, money coming. Hallelujah, money coming. Hallelujah, money coming. And I just thought that was amazing. So it spread. All of our friends, we all decided to do the same thing because money was always an issue for us. And it's just calling in whatever you want and doing it in the affirmative. You know, like, and if you say it over and over again, your body starts getting really excited like you feel like oh my god it's here you know if you do it enough so try it with whatever you want hallelujah money coming it was the most brilliant and i never met this guy i never saw him but and i don't know who it was in the neighborhood I i never asked i just think that is one of the best nuggets right there yes okay well yeah no you always talk about a couple of things number one is what you focus on grows So focusing on money coming is going to make that grow and happen as well as, um, oh God, what's the other thing you like to say? I can't remember. You can't remember? I can't remember. Words are powerful. Words are very powerful for sure. That Uh, wasn't the other thing you were thinking of? No. Really? Well, let us know when you think of it. I won't. 
Oh, man. I know, I know. But then I'll get into what I think, which is like, so when you're riding a mountain bike down a trail, if you focus on the pothole in the middle of the trail, you're going to hit it. If you focus on the clean line around it, you're going to do that. So it's all about where you draw your attention. If you keep your attention focused on the negative, well, then guess what? The negative is more, more likely to happen. And if you focus on the positive, it's the positive. But that's not what we're here to talk about today. Actually, that's, that's, you know, okay, let me add to that. Uh-oh. When I was in driver's ed in high school, She's I She's going to talk about running into potholes. It was my first time behind the wheel, and I was so nervous. And I couldn't make the car go straight. Ah, uh, yeah. It, it, was, it was really horrible, and I was starting to use my muscle, and I was struggling. I was like... Well, you tense uh. up, I'm sure. I was totally tensed, and this is in L.A. You know, it's very scary driving for the first time on those streets. Right. And so... <laughs> My beautiful driving instructor, oh, she was like, Fawn, what are you doing? You're, you're looking at the hood of the car. <laughs> <laughs> well, did it have one of those like things like, uh, like a Rolls Royce has the no, spirit I, of no, whatever? I don't, I don't remember that. I just remember looking not even at the tip of the hood. I was looking in the middle of the hood. Oh, nice. And I could not go straight. well no it can be tricky and so there's another nugget actually right there she said you need to look way down the road where you want to go don't focus on that spot so close to you what are you doing right look to where you want to go right but also look really far out look look way ahead of you well yeah I i think your your vision always has to be shifting from I like to think about it as I like to know what my next step is and I like to know where I'm going. So, and if I have both of those things, I feel pretty darn good on any particular aspect of my life. I I know the next thing maybe I want to learn and then I know overarching where I want to be. See, now, why is it that you understand that? But when I'm like, hey, honey, let's dream about our future and like, let's make some things happen. You're like, no, I don't, I don't work like that. That's what I'm talking about. And you refuse. You refuse and you're like, no, I have to look at physically and rationally what the real reality is. I believe I was just talking about looking at things rationally and logically there, darling. Yeah, but you were talking about looking into the future. I was talking about I know what my next step is and I believe I know where I want to go, yes. But that's very logical and rational. Well, why isn't that like a combination of you and me, though? No, I've worked like this since I think Am I just not I listening you. to you? Did I not just hear? I, did, I guess I didn't hear you properly. I heard what I wanted to hear. Well, I think that's true for most people, babe. Don't worry about it. No, no, that's terrible. I'm sorry. Well, anyway, so back to... The subject at hand? The subject at hand. So here's what happened, guys. One of my dear, dear, sweet friends um, heard one of the shows, and she knew I was talking about her. I never used any names or anything. But, and it was just like a 10 second blurb. And the show wasn't about this subject today, which is called busy, which, you know, all of you know, for me is a four letter word, a bad, like, uh, cuss it word. It is a four letter word. You know, one of those four letter cuss I know, words. I know, God, why are you giving me such a hard time? Like. Seriously, it's exhausting. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am exhausting. We didn't really go into depth about what. I was trying to say about the word busy, like what that was. And my friend is the sweetest, most angelic, kind-hearted, 
I mean, talk about angels that walk the earth. This is this person. And she was saying she's not really hurt. She wasn't hurt by, by what I said, but I think it definitely was a trigger. And I had to re, I had to, we had to have a conversation about it and I had to explain. So I wanted to just have a show on the word busy and on the concept of busy and what's really going on. And that has always been the, the reason why it's been an issue I always talk about is because I feel like it's at the root. It's one of the roots of what's going on with friendship in our society that if you think about it, everyone's always so busy and it takes many forms. And I think especially since the pandemic started, it's taken on a different life, the word busy and not, not just the word even, but busyness has shifted and gotten bigger. At first it seemed like we all had a lot of time on our hands because we were at home. We were on shutdown. What what was the word? Lockdown. Lockdown, shelter in place. Yeah. And people were like, okay, what am I going to do with all this time on my hands? But really, I was really paying attention to everyone that we knew. And I was really looking at it. And it seemed like, you know what? I don't know what everyone's talking about. Like, oh, I have all this free time. I've been meditating. I've been jogging. I've been doing this and that. And I'm like, really? I felt like I was, I'm sorry, I'm going to use the word. I was, I won't use the word. I just felt like time for me had become shorter and I had a lot more to do in that time. And maybe because I felt the, the urgency to take care of things and I felt the urgency to pay attention to many different details and, and the urgency to learn a whole bunch of new things, especially for like a caveman like me learning way more technical things, computer stuff, because you had to work from home. You had to make it work. I had never experienced a zoom call before. (laughs) Right. You know, um, everything was just through the computer. Mm -hmm. And as a photographer, when lockdown happened, I heard some of the people in the industry doing photo shoots virtually. And that blew my mind. I'm like, what the, what are you talking about? How? And so I learned real quick how to do photo shoots and I love it. Now, granted, it doesn't look the same, but wow, it's really cool now what, what I can do through the, just virtually doing a photo shoot with anyone in the world. It's amazing. So there was a lot to learn and a lot of new things that we all ended up doing and realizing we have so much to take care of. So busy took on a whole new form, right? Well, yeah, absolutely. No, no, no. And I, I want to say that sometimes, you know, I'll, I'll do things like I'll invent a certain amount of busyness business. Hey, busyness. Um, but I, I'll, I'll invent a certain amount of, of, of busyness for myself, particularly on a weekend, because I don't want to be sitting there at two o'clock on a Saturday going, huh, what do I, what should I be doing? What do I want to do? I, I prefer to be much more tactical about it. So the reason why the whole biz, busy thing came up is I noticed over the years, everyone is so busy that they never hang out. 
they're right. so busy and I realized it's an excuse, mm-hmm. you know, whenever we invited someone over to dinner or if we initiated anything, we would get, I'm busy. I'm busy. I'm so busy. I'm so busy. Right. I, I, I have so much to do. I'm so busy. I really want to, but I'm really busy. And after a while I noticed, and even the way they walked, by the way, I'll tell you what I noticed later, but even the way people walked, mm-hmm. it's like, wow, they're not even paying attention to how they're walking or where they're walking. They're not living in the moment. They're just already in the next thing. They're on autopilot. Oftentimes, yeah, no, no, no. I, I definitely want to agree with that. But I think sometimes people are quote unquote busy because they don't want to be, for lack of a better word, alone or lonely. And also feeling like you're an achiever. Well, yeah, I mean, you're I'm not a slacker. I'm guilty of all of that, right? Oh my God, honey. I remember when Elle was a toddler and, and I understand you worked from home at that time and you really, I mean, it, it, that was a situation right there. Your work was very hard and yeah. we were, we were new parents, right? But anytime you came into the main part of the house outside of your office, you know, L would see you little L who was like a year and a half or something, you know, she was really young. Right. And she couldn't understand why you would come and then all of a sudden disappear. Right. And she would cry so hard that remember she would like start like throwing up. Like she would would get so upset that you had to go. And you would always say, I have work to do. And little L would start saying like when when she, she and I would be playing together, I have work to do. See, now you're just going to make me feel guilty. That was years ago, though. I know, that but was like now when I see 11. her today, I'm going to feel bad. Well, anyways, don't feel bad. It's just, it's every, okay, here's the thing. So my friend, who I love, she immediately thought that what she was, what, what she was to me was just an acquaintance. That she thought that that's how I thought of her. Okay. And that's not true. All because she heard me describe this one particular day where she used the word busy. Mm -hmm. I really consider this person as a sister to me. So don't get upset and just realize you're not the only one. If I say, oh my God, you use that word, it... Every, everybody's in that situation and we've all been in that situation. We've all been living that. And what I'm trying to say is that don't, don't start feeling bad about it. Just become aware of it. And you know what? Aside from all of that, you are a totally present father to our kids. So stop feeling bad because you still have the puppy dog eyes right now. Stop it. Yes, boss. Break it up. Yes, boss. No, and I I do try that, but I also do, I don't like to spend a day and not have, I guess, an agenda, which sounds very, it doesn't sound very good on some level, but it's a way for me to stay connected to the world, I think, because there is life happening outside of our little 
tiny place. Okay, I don't understand. I think I, 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 I'm sorry. Say that again. Well, no, that's why I have busy things to do. I have things to do. It's just because I don't want to be completely undirected because I know what'll happen. I'll end up sitting on the couch, you know, eating cheese doodles and, you know, watching uh, daytime TV. It's just what's going to happen. And then I'll just feel very, very bad. Whereas if I learn something or I grow or I read a book, even if I've already read that book a thousand times before, which is what I'm doing today, by the way. Um, so if you're I still not, feel good about what I did that day. So if you're not busy, you feel guilty. Um, yeah, I feel like I'm not serving my best self. Now, that See, doesn't mean I have to be busy every single minute. It, I'm not scheduling things out to the 15 minute mark or anything like that. But All right. See, this is a huge topic. We thought, okay, someone said, oh, the shows are too long, make it short. So I'm like, okay, short. we'll just talk about busy real quick. Yeah, real quick. It's really complicated. First of all, you're feeling guilt and stress if you're not busy. And you're feeling stress when you are busy. That's a big problem. And hold on a second. That's a shackle right there that we all have in our culture, in our society. And, and, and it's a shackle. It's, a good it's like the elephant, the baby elephant with the shackle. And then the baby elephant that grows to full size is still shackled by the same shackle, you know, the same kind it had when it was a baby. Right. And because when it was a baby, it couldn't move away from the shackle. It still believes that it's bound to that thing. I've talked about this before. I'm sorry. I'm repeating myself. But that's what that is. Why? Where does that come from? Yes, but hold on. Hold on, hold on, er, put the brakes on that one, okay? Yes, if I am over busy, I am stressed. And I've had a couple of days like that at work. And not the majority of my work, not even not even a sizable percentage of my, my days have been that way. But if I'm over busy, I'm stressed. Absolutely true, no question. The right amount of busy though, and I feel good. It's like, it's like being in school. It's like being in high school and, you know, you have two classes, snack, two classes, lunch, two classes or one class of which you cut. But that's beside the point. It's the right amount of busy with transitions in between, with an opportunity to connect with your friends, with everything. It's just you're going through different subjects in the course of a day. And as long as there's a good flow to it, then that's fine. The things I will schedule are things like watching football and that kind of thing and figuring out when lunch is going to be because lunch has become a little bit more of a, has become a social hour basically, which is nice. I'm not going to say, oh yes, I need to do this and this and this. And if I don't get things done, that's still okay. I still, I have a list of things I would like to accomplish. That's all. I'm still stuck on you feeling bad if you have time that sitting on the couch is not okay or even watching a show is not okay hold on let me explain because that reminds me of like a meditation practice people are afraid they don't want to sit down and sit with the quiet it's scary so the first step of not being busy to me is really sitting down and allowing whatever thoughts you have whatever ideas that you have allowing them to come to surface and and i just feel like that for that to happen would create such a powerful essence in you and therefore you can create amazing things in the world and because we're so busy with ticky tack tasks or 
even if it's not ticky tack. I mean, as a mom, I barely get any sleep. I'm always doing something to take care of things constantly. And not to mention on top of that, trying to run a business, two businesses, you know, we're original homeschoolers and that's no joke. Two different grades, two separate grades, all these subjects. And by the way, our curriculum is extra, extra hard because we want to be ahead. Um, so of all people, I know what it is to be busy, but if a friend needs to talk, I will be there. And then people assume I have nothing to do because I'm always available to them. Yes. And there you go. And that's a good point. However, I am always available to my friends too. You are. It's not about denying other people things. It's just about making sure that my life is as enriched as I would like it to be. And and you're well balanced. I try. And th- that's the thing. I want to have it begin with being there for ourselves, being there for our thoughts. So we can be creative. So we can actually take a breath and enjoy our surroundings and enjoy our lives and realize what our life is about. And then extending that and hanging out with friends or having exchanges with friends, exchange of ideas, exchange of relationships, exchange of circumstances so we can communicate. And that has stopped in my mind. That hasn't happened. And it's getting worse and worse. And I know other countries agree with me. You know, I talk about how the UK and Canada agree with me. They have programs set in place, or they did before the pandemic, to stop the loneliness epidemic. They called it the loneliness epidemic. So I'm not the only one. I'm not, I I used to think I was crazy for thinking this way. Right. But I think that's the problem right now. And I think that has led to so many other problems. The fact that we don't relate to one another because we're so busy. It's that shackle that's holding us back and it's really not there and it's so easy to break free from it at first it's uncomfortable because you don't know what to do with yourself and really it's just sitting in the silence or standing in the silence or walking in the silence and letting your thoughts be free free from I gotta do this and if you're doing that you feel bad because you should be doing this other thing and it's a constant battle it's a constant vicious circle Yes. Yeah. But that's, that's, to me, that's the trick. I fortunately on the weekends, yeah, there are things I have to do. Yes, absolutely. But I'm doing the things I want to do, the things that I think through on during the week because the company owns you during work hours, right? That's just kind of the way but, it goes. Okay. That's another issue. The company owns you during working hours. Well, they're renting the goods. Excuse me. Now, we are on call 24 hours a day. Well, you are. And it's, I'm on call to myself. I know. No, no, no. And I, I make it a point to no, make but, myself unavailable on the weekends but and that, after hours. that is not okay these days because you are expected, even if you're on vacation, you are expected to be right there on your phone, on the email, whatever. I don't know. I'm a caveman. Whatever other things I don't know about. Twitter feed. You're expected to be there at a moment's notice. So you're never able to truly 
disconnect from work. Okay, I would Tell argue. Tell me I'm wrong. I would argue if you set that expectation and most people do, then yeah, absolutely. And most people do. And when you don't, you gotta, you have some explaining to do. You know what? I just do. And that's, that's it. We see what happens. And yes, in some cases that does rub people the wrong way, but I make it a point. I start work at God awful early in the morning and I stop work at three and that's what I do. What if I'm a working mom and they're already pissed at me because I had a baby and I had to take time off? Do you think I can be treated as flexibly as a man who says, you know what? I'm turning off my phone. And, that, what, and that's a good I'm, question. I, it depends on the situation. And I just think, correct me if I'm wrong, but I just think that most people don't have that situation, that they have to be shackled by wireless at all times. And I've, and I've sensed and I've seen my friends who are working for corporations and working for different businesses that they are way busier than ever before that even at 10 o'clock at night they're still working and yes i would i would absolutely agree with that statement i think the kick is is to figure out what you can and can't do what you can and can't get frankly get away with when i was in college um yeah there was <laughs> there was an incident i lived in an apartment on campus and one of the guys i lived with his name was uh, graham mcgrew but that's a whole story i had a song for him and everything but anyways out of the box guy and i was a little uh, much more in the box at that point and what had happened was we shared a bathroom we shared a shower blah 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 blah. what happened was somebody used my soap and i could tell like it got moved or i don't know what happened and i went to him and i said did you use my soap? Because I expected him to deny it or I expected him to be apologetic or I expected, I had a lot of expectations. He looked at me and he said, yes, I did. <laughs> I had no idea what to say to him because he did not follow the script. The script was, I didn't realize it was yours or I'm really, really sorry, but I didn't have any soap. It won't happen again. He didn't say that. He just said, yes, I did. I didn't know what to do. So what and happened? guess what? Well, I didn't know what to do. I just walked away from the conversation. <laughs> and I hold on to that because what he was doing is, in my mind, he was practicing. He, he, he flipped and I ketoed me. He flipped me then because I didn't know what to do with him, right? <laughs> I came at him expecting him to submit, for lack of a better word, which is terrible. Um, and he didn't. And he stood up and he said, this is what I did. And that's it. And I had no answer to that. And so when I'm, I'm, you know, when they ask me to be on call, I'm absolutely on call. Okay. But if it's okay, Saturday I'm... and it's, it's, I, I wake up in the morning, I'm not checking my email. I'm not checking my anything. Okay, I turn my everybody, phone off every night. Everybody out there, I'm not talking about Matt's company right now i'm not why are no, you no, taking no. this so personally because i'm feeling i'm starting to feel a little weird or guilty or whatever like i'm privileged but i want to say that i'm very You're strong not. in my belief i'm grounded in my belief that is you get me when i'm at work and i am going to do a kick butt job for you and when we are no longer in the workspace you can ask but odds are I'm not going to respond unless you previously asked me for something. You know, I don't, this is hard for me because it seems like whatever 
I talk about, whatever subject I bring up, someone's getting upset. I'm triggering somebody. <laughs> I was taking out the compost and two neighbors came up to me to discuss in a heated way what we were talking about on our podcast. Oh dear. Which is good. I'm like, oh my God, people are listening. Hey, hey. But And thank you for that, by the way. I do not. Yes, thank you guys. Thank you for listening to us. Um, but I'm not... You guys, why is everyone taking it so personally? I'm saying our society is this way. I'm not saying you are bad. I'm not saying you are aloof. I'm not saying that. Every single person is a spark of the divine. Every Everybody's doing their best. I'm trying to do my best. But we're all in this thing together. It's this force out there. And I'm just saying, everybody, look. Look what has happened. Don't take it personally. Okay, I'll stop taking it personally. I mean, and stop feeling bad. I think we all feel bad way too much these days. Just stop. I'll try and channel my inner Graham McGrew. Or you know what? Take, yeah, channel your inner guru. No, no, no. Graham McGrew, that was his name. Oh, what's that? Is that awesome? That was the guy who said, yeah, I used your soap. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) (laughs) My roommate. I'm just saying, just, you know, or at least take the 90 seconds and let whatever bad feeling you're having, let it flow through you and out of you. Just, ex- just experience the, whatever guilt you're feeling or whatever it is you're feeling and sit with that and just, where is it coming from? You know, I, I, I think I'm like being the target for it. Like, Everyone's coming at me, I feel. And I'm not saying everyone. I'm sorry. I tend to exaggerate. I just feel like whatever I'm saying is triggering people. And it always has from the very beginning. I mean, I started this project 15 years ago. And I started the project by saying, hey, have you guys noticed blah, blah, blah. Well, yeah, I want and I would get I want to defend myself from it. And I want but to I say. But I wasn't, I'm not, everyone takes it personally. In my heart aside. of hearts, I want to believe society isn't like that. And so I want to fight you when you tell me it is like that, because in my heart of hearts, I don't want to believe it. Logic versus emotion. And this is why I'm so thankful that I had the city of Santa Monica at that point that was truly a mentor for me because everyone in our, not everyone in the neighborhood, obviously, but we had so many friends in the neighborhood that truly supported one another that it just felt like we were from 800 years ago in a tiny village in Italy. And when we left, I realized, oh my goodness, it's not like that. That was like a rare occurrence. It was a phenomenon. Yes. And I really started paying attention and I started to look at all the photo shoots that I was on. And I I, I realized every time I, I left the United States, when you're away from it, you tend to see what is really happening when you have distance from it. So I would go to other countries and go, whoa, they behave differently here. Like their idea of friendship, oh my goodness, look at this. Like we're all having dinner together at midnight, like a huge table of friends and everybody's philosophizing and and playing the drums or the guitar and we're talking about all kinds of stuff. Right. I'm like, wow, that's amazing. And then I would come back here and to the United States and I'd be like, wow, it's not like that. And then it was different when I went to countries 
that, and I was spending time with people that were not a part of any government. I was photographing nomadic tribes and that further gave me perspective on what friendship is and what human relationships are. And I'm like, wow. So I would leave the bush. I hate that word, the bush. (laughs) It just, when I went back to the city after that, even if it wasn't the United States, I would see the difference again because I stepped aside. So I did that enough to really let it tweak me. And then I started opening my big fat mouth and saying, hey, this is a problem, you guys. Why are you, why are, why are we, why are we acting like this? Right. And so I'm being looked at as crazy or I don't know what, what I, people get offended, but I'm seeing more and more people are starting to talk about it. Yeah. No, no, no. Absolutely. I mean, you've mentioned that a couple of times now that, uh, yeah, there's an initial hesitation or reluctance to admit for sure, because everybody wants to believe that their way of living is the best way to live, that they're doing everything right, et cetera, et cetera, which is why we hate it when the news comes out and says, oh yeah, by the way, your diet really should be this. And why then the next week it seems like, no, 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 wait, wait, we were completely wrong. Your diet should be this. You know, that gives us some comfort because we want to believe that the experts are wrong on and some level. And by the way, those are not experts. Those are like just some people trying to sell you something. Well, yeah, absolutely. So someone said to me, everybody is operating at their highest capacity. When I would get mad at someone, and justifiably so, mm-hmm. perhaps, this person would remind me to, instead. I mean, I, I assumed when I would tell her what happened, she would say, yeah, that person was totally in the wrong and she would never say that. She would say, everyone's operating at their highest capacity, Vaughn. And it made me realize, yeah, everybody, especially the ones that are harming you or harming themselves or, in, and I'm, I'm not talking about harming like in a major way, just, you know, they're behaving in a way that's not harmonious, let's say. Right. They are the ones experiencing the most amount of weight a load on their shoulders and they're operating the best way they can. And when you're under pressure, when you're under pain, you're not as graceful as you normally would be. Right. We're all doing our best. I understand that. I'm just saying, let's just stop for a second and take a look, change your perspective and stop using the word busy as like the baby step. And instead of saying, busy i'm busy just say i want to sit on the couch tonight right that is perfectly valid yeah no no no. and i'm not saying it isn't Absolutely. look you're taking a person i'm you're not right. talking to you're you you're right look okay, can i just tap now tapping in martial arts you tap when the person has you in a lock and you don't and you have no idea what to do about it so you're just saying okay and okay i give up that's it i'm done so <laughs> and you stop. just and you just take your hand and you just hit whatever you can on your body or the floor. Or the floor. And and yeah, if that's not conveying it, you do that with more insistency and or you actually then say, I am tapping. So when Matt and I get into a fight, one of us will say, I'm tapping. And for some reason, probably because of our training, we know that we should stop. Even when we're heated and we don't want to. Although like, sometimes oh, I respect we don't. that. 
I think for the most part we stop. I think we're good. We're pretty good about it. I mean, I can't stop dead in my tracks when I'm going 130 miles an hour to like zero in a split second. Right. But at least I'll walk away and still mumble stuff. Mumble, mumble. (laughs) Mumble, grumble. Are we going to get back? Oh, never mind. I was about to say, are we going to get back to busy? But we are on busy. Yes. Yes. It's okay. You're absolutely right. It is okay to sit on the couch. It's okay to... Whatever you want to do. Read a, roman- okay. read a romance novel, a trashy Whatever. romance novel, or even a clean romance novel. Or it doesn't... I mean, who cares? Geek out on YouTube all night. Or, it's whatever you want to do. Yep. And you don't have to justify it. You don't have to... What's the word for it? You don't have to just justify it. You don't have to explain. Whatever you want to do is important. If you want to sit on the toilet for three hours, go ahead. Rock on. I get my best ideas. That's my conference room right there. Don't you get like amazing information in the bathroom? No. No information whatsoever in the bathroom. Maybe it goes back to the days of Santa Monica. Like amazing information was relayed in the bathroom. And there you go. (laughs) And also just being in the shower and having water on your head or on your body, I think takes us back to being in the womb. Maybe. And being safe. That's where some goodness happens. I can feel that for sure. So we don't have our timer. I was trying to have the show be a little bit shorter. I know. It's my fault because I set up the mics today and you set everything up and you usually have your timer. Right. Is that, is my fault? Yes. (laughs) Sure. Why not? But yeah, no, absolutely. You need to be, I think everyone needs to be more comfortable with silence. I think people need to feel more comfortable with being not busy and if you're verifiably busy, you need to keep focus on the things that are truly important. And it doesn't matter how busy I am, even at my busiest, if my friends call me and say, I need to talk to you. And that's the but key. But no one does that that's anymore. That's the trigger They word. won't even say, I need to talk to you. My friends will. But the key word is need. It's not I want or it'd be nice or any of the rest of that, you know. Uh, and I've, I've even created this kind of subliminal signaling with my friends so if I call you once, you don't have to pick up and I generally won't leave a message. It's just me saying, hey, how's it going? If I call you twice in one day, it's important. You need to call me back. And, you know, and that's it. And I, I have that level of comfort. I don't have to break through the busy, the busy crust. So if you can create that kind of signal to the people in your life, because, you know, there are moments in time where I need and there are points in time where everybody needs. And there are points in time where everybody is just going through their day-to-day. And I get it. But focusing on the things that are truly important. You know, everybody says, on your deathbed, you're not going to remember all the times you worked late. And yeah, that's true. But I don't like thinking about when you're on your deathbed, what you're thinking about. No, I don't want to think about being on my deathbed. Thank you. But on a day-to-day focusing at least for a minute, a while on the things that are truly important and realizing what those things are that you need to completely break yourself away from wherever you are. That's key. For me, one of the busiest times in my life was when I was a new mom and I was still doing photo shoots and I ran everything from contracts to getting new clients to doing work for the clients that I had to driving long distances several times for the right light, for whatever. Like it was, it was hard work. And I had a newborn that was strapped to me while I was shooting. And at home, because I'm such a neat freak, 
That would be OCD. OCD. Like all the drawers have to face a certain way. And I had a horrendous childbirth situation. And the C-section literally ripped apart. Remember? I'd rather not, but yes. For 18 months, I couldn't walk properly. I was in so much pain. And still trying to work. We didn't have anyone helping us ever. Not even a five-minute babysitter. None of that. We we were on our own. That was one of the, the busiest times of my life. Right. I remember standing in the kitchen and I kept pivoting, like pivoting. I kept turning around and around and around because I was surrounded by so many tasks. I felt such overwhelmed that I couldn't even cry. And I wanted to cry. I wanted to. I didn't know what to do because it, it was such overwhelm. And then also being sleep deprived on top of that. But I remember all of a sudden, when I was a kid, I would do this. I would stare at a clock and try to slow time. Did you ever do that? No, I always tried to speed it up in the middle of like high school, but you know, staring at the clock in the well, classroom. I'm talking but... about like being really little. Like I would look at the clock and I would look at the second hand, mm-hmm. like tick, tick, tick. And I would try to slow it down. Maybe I'm a strange person. I remember being really little doing mm-hmm. that. Okay. And so I remember standing in the kitchen and going, I'm going to slow time. I'm going to do it. This is my life. I'm being pulled in all these directions. Right. I love my husband. I love my baby. I love my work. I love our home. I'm just going to slow everything down. And everything that I do, I'm going to do with a hundred percent love and that slowed everything down for me if i was to do the dishes i was doing the dishes and i was just loving doing the dishes i know it sounds really hippy dippy of me to be talking like this but it that's what helped me and as time went on and i got even more busy i had no qualms about saying i don't want to go out today as much as i want to be with you guys i i i want to sit down and write in my book right And by that is, I was writing what I was going to do on a photo shoot, basically. Mm -hmm. No, no, no. And and I totally get that. And to to make it a little less hippy-dippy, you know, I I, I find when I'm doing dishes and it's just a task that I want to get over with, when I am done with it, I don't feel good. I just feel like, okay, on to the next thing. Right. If I take a moment and I put a little extra polish on it, I clean extra good. (laughs) (laughs) and I take a moment when I am done to say, I have done this. I don't feel frantic. I don't feel, well, as frantic. I feel somewhat good about what I have done, and that, to me, is an interesting thing. Whereas, okay, I have have a meeting in five minutes, so I have to wash these dishes, so let's just get this over with. I go to the meeting, and I'm tired. You know, I'm I'm, I'm already, I'm, I'm on the run. I'm just running through my day. And you're not present because you're always thinking about the next thing you should have been doing, that you should be doing. True. I mean, it's a constant thing. I was just experiencing this yesterday. I was feeling guilty for editing the podcast because I really should have been working with Allegra on her schoolwork to give her extra attention. But it's Saturday. You don't know what's in my head. I know. All right. I know. So that's what was happening. Right. And I started, and by the way, it didn't just happen with this. This happens to me all day, every day. 
So I had to remind myself what I'm doing is really important. And then I started feeling guilty because I was standing in the kitchen chopping vegetables to put in the stew. And I was thinking, oh my God, I really need to be doing, I don't remember what it was, but I I, I remember feeling the stress and going, oh, what am I doing? Like, I, I, I really should be doing this other thing. And I re- just reminded myself or something reminded me, no, what I'm doing is really important right now. Right. I am, I am putting these vegetables together to make sure that we eat a healthy meal. It's important. What I'm doing is important. And I think I'll just speak for myself, but as a mother, as a woman, I feel like most of the things that I do is not important. It's a thought that came into my head a few days ago. Everything I do is not important. So I better hurry up and do this other thing. And it's a daily, all day occurrence in my head. Mm -hmm. So please don't sit there and think because I'm lecturing you. I'm not lecturing you. But please don't think that just because I'm talking about the word busy and we should do this and we should do that. Should, should, should. Don't think that I don't. I mean, there's a reason why I'm talking about it. I have experienced it. I experience it all the time. And I've heard too many people tell me they're busy. And it has hurt me so much. It is so offensive to me now to hear that word. But don't take it personally. It's my pain. And I'm just expressing it to you guys. To say, hey, if you're really truthful with yourself, do you experience what I'm experiencing? Point. Does that make sense? No, and and it totally does. We just need to figure out how to, I don't know, what's the right word, make it okay or transcend that feeling or you know what would help is if we thanked each other more often and acknowledged each other more often and i'm not just talking about you and me i'm talking about when someone pays you a compliment thank you no 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 i'm not that way when someone when someone it's hard to say now because we're we don't we don't we're not out there because of the virus So it's hard for me to come up with examples at this moment. But when someone does something like, okay, I'll go back to Holly, who fixed the font on our podcast art. Right. Like, Holly, what you did was so important. What you did was so fantastic. Thank you. When we do that for each other, when we acknowledge all the things about each other or some things here and there about each other that validates us as human beings that validates our efforts and we feel better and more calm don't you think when someone acknowledges what you did they say that made a difference thank you absolutely and actually if we want to take this now back to our original subject which was busy i think when someone acknowledges us and is understands you know hey i'm really busy but let's get together let's talk at this time they're paying you a very, again, a compliment saying, I want to spend time with you. And this is when we are going to do it. It's not about, I'm just so busy. I just don't have time. No, it's about really paying you that compliment of saying you want to hang out. 
and letting you know that you're not alone. I remember the lecture that I was listening to with the black swan guy. This guy is a hostage negotiator. And he was saying that the families who have had their loved ones kidnapped. So he, he goes in and he tries to negotiate with the people that have abducted people who have taken people hostage, right? Right. And there's a threat of this person will die. You know, well, you just don't kill. know. Yeah, I can't right, imagine you don't know. what that's like. So it's all the unknown. Right. And he said the best thing that he can do for the families, because he, he calls the families and he gives them updates, right? Right. He says the most important thing, one of the most important things he can do is to tell a family, okay, I'm, I'm going to go, but I will call you in three hours. Right. So you're not going to hear from me, but I'll call you in three hours. Just having said, I'll call you in three hours gives them relief no yes. matter what the situation is right. because they know that they have something to hold on to. Right. Yeah. And relief is perhaps too big a word because I can't imagine it really, it offers them a small amount of comfort, which is comfort. what they need. Right. And that's what we can do for each other. Yes. Right. So I'll call you at six or for you friends, you can guarantee we, we will be talking to you every week. Right. Absolutely. And someone told me our shows need to be shorter. I don't agree, but, and I don't know how long we've been talking, but I'll leave it with that today that we are here and please go to our website and email us your thoughts, whatever you want to talk about. Let me know. And write a review. Yeah, can you please leave us a review? Because it would be nice to get to a point where we can be successful with the podcast somehow. <laughs> I eat you all. No, I mean, it's. I just, it would be nice to be supported. I just want to know people's thoughts. I want to understand if there are topics that people want us to talk about, if this is helpful, are there aspects that aren't helpful? These are all good things. But to reach more people, we need reviews for our podcast to actually be seen. When True. You're Googling. Yes. So the more you, we need at least 100 reviews, like written reviews, not just stars. That helps our podcast to show up when someone's just randomly Googling something that our podcast will be available more yes. to more people. I feel like we left on a heavy note. I don't want to do that. I don't know. I it's think, my I fault. I think we turned it to a lighter note. We did? Yeah. Just make some time. Hey, it's it's not it's not rocket science. It's not a hard thing. Focus on all the things. Focus on all the things, of course, which is what we do, but really take time to focus on what is truly important and make the important stuff happen. And just use the baby step of not using the word busy. Use right. another word. Ah, nice. Use the word that you're really, truly feeling that you want to do. So just, no busy, I'm going to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what my obsession is with the bathroom. Have you noticed? We close our show Only every slightly. time, almost, me saying I have to go to the bathroom. I don't know what it is. I love the bathroom. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> okay. Please go. Go to BeFriendlyWorld.com. Leave us a review. You, there are buttons there you can click. And what else? Anything else? 
Thank you for Thank listening you. to Keep us. Listening. Oh my goodness. And the reviews that are out there already, I am I am printing every single one out and putting them on the wall. And when I feel discouraged, I read them. And I just want to cry happy tears. I, I actually cry happy tears. Yes, Thank she you. does. Thank you so And the kids are awake. Yes. Okay. I guess that's that's our cue. That's our cue. I gotta go make breakfast. Okay. Love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. We'll talk to you in a few days. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.